0: And so what happened was I transformed my space in one of the most difficult times of my life. And when I got on the other side of that, I said, I can do this for other people. The The way that our environments impact us every single day, how we live, how we feel, how we function is, is so so massive it can't be understated and so like I had this awakening and this awareness again it was always in me but man I got really in step and in tune with that um after during and after my my cancer battle. Hi everyone I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and Truth Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. So glad you're here. This week, we are sitting down with Ginger Curtis of Urbanology Designs. And if you do not already follow along on all the incredible work that her and her team do at Urbanology Designs, you'll want to go do so immediately after this episode because it's just... Fabulous. And if you already do, you're just going to fall even more in love with her and her team and her work. As you listen to this conversation, there's something about hearing stories of entrepreneurs that is so incredibly inspiring. And Ginger is just so honest and vulnerable about the journey, but what's even more powerful is just hearing. Her story of transforming a space in one of the most difficult seasons of her life and how she turned obstacles into opportunities. She's also just sharing some of the things she's learned along the way, as well as just what she's been able to do to really stay grounded as her business has grown and create meaningful work in both her life and home. Take a listen. Ginger, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thrilled to have you. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Well, I cannot wait just to kind of dive into your story, your work, what you have created and the impact that you continue to create literally in people's lives in homes. And so I'd <laughs> love for you just to share a little bit about you
0: and your story and what you've created. Let's just start there. Oh, wow, that's um that's a lot. Um so let me let's let's see. Okay, how about this? I've got a million children, okay? so meaning my life is crazy. So really five. We've got five. Our oldest is um, is 23. I've got two teenage daughters. then I've got a middle school daughter and a son who's in elementary school. So wow it uh there is there is not adult moment as you can imagine in my house um i'm married to my very best friend he's also the cfo and coo of urbanology designs and uh he's he's my partner in crime he's he's all the things that i'm not good at <laughs> um and um, and we get a lot of questions like, "Is that insanity for you two, or do you work well together?" We actually work really well together. It's it's a it's a great complement to each other's strengths and weaknesses. And so I'm incredibly grateful and blessed to have him by my side, um, doing something that I love, and us getting to work hard together is really rewarding. And we we live in the Dallas Fort Worth metroplex. Um, I launched my. Interior design firm back in 2015. And I was a solopreneur who didn't know what I was doing. I was wearing 12 hats and juggling all the balls and trying to figure out, you know, books and bookkeeping and design and AutoCAD and um, you know, just uh, managing clients and marketing and, um, and then suddenly, you know, project management, it's like every facet of a business. It's, it's, it was all relevant very, very quickly as I was trying to, to figure out how to navigate that world. And I found myself in about year two or three, just really incredibly overwhelmed. We had grown quickly. I, I had designed a room that had become the number one most popular children's room in the entire world on That's house. Amazing. And it just was like so incredibly random. And so I'm just, just like nobody North Texas designer. And all of a sudden I just got like a little bit of street cred, you know, and that uh, that opened up some doors. And so we started growing. I hired four people in our first year. And I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing at that point. So it, I mean, I can't tell you how many terrifying decisions I had to make. And I was like, oh, this is where I actually ruined somebody's life. I thought it was going to be one of my kids, but it turns out it's going to be my first employee. You know? <laughs> I and mean, that's, that, that's literally how I felt. And Wow, it was just—it was so hard back then. And, and what I've learned is, you know, the, the pace and the the way that things were going wasn't sustainable. And I've I've come out of a season of baby entrepreneurship, and learning some things, and growing and maturing in um, in my business with like work life boundaries with my family, my husband my team and really understanding and digging deep and holding fast to what it means to have a healthy life, a healthy work-life balance, how to be a mom, how to be a wife, how to be there for my team. You know, it's just, it can, even just saying those three things in a row can almost feel overwhelming. And certainly when you're walking it, living it, breathing it, and that has been an incredible journey fought with tears and joys and failures and successes and everything in between and I'm passionate about it because I found a lot of freedom and I found A path of peace, and I I feel like I'm not alone, and I wasn't alone in in that journey. And I think it's a conversation we need to have because we need to be women supporting other women. We just we desperately need to hear it. People can look at my life, and they can very quickly, very easily take a few scrolls through my Instagram and think, "Well, that girl's got it all together." Well, it couldn't actually be the more opposite. (laughs) Yes, I've figured some things out, and I'm desperate to share those to really you know help other people glean truth and. Wisdom, but I haven't figured it all out. And I want to be honest and vulnerable about the things that, that, that where I get stuck and weaknesses and things like that, because I believe that's really where we grow.
1: Oh, what a great story. Trying to figure out all the things, and you're doing all the things and you're figuring out as mm-hmm. you go. And I just love that, that we're just this constant evolution of learning and growing. And mm-hmm. there's always something that we're tweaking or gleaning wisdom from. Um how did you decide you wanted to just launch this? Like what created or sparked this idea of I'm just kind of curious the root and the birth of your business.
0: It was really a very unlikely start. I was more shocked than anybody I think that when I found myself in the throes of of really running a company and let alone the fact that it was an interior design firm and I think first of all start back to my childhood that there was there was a gift in me from a very, very young age, but I was literally the last person to see it. I I didn't, I didn't recognize it at all. And uh, it really all started with a cancer diagnosis. And it was just after my daughter had finished uh fighting for her life for leukemia and she she had a transplant at St. Jude's and she was only five months old when she was diagnosed and lived her first year in the hospital. And so we we as a as a family we we kind of survived and come through this really difficult season that we didn't know if our baby girl was going to live or die. And she lived and we're just on our knees in prayer, like so thankful, just so blessed um but that was a lot. And it just seemed like one second later, like boom. I got diagnosed. I I found a lump and I was told that I had aggressive breast cancer that had spread through my lymph nodes and I needed an immediate double mastectomy and I needed to start chemo right away. And that would, that would start an 18, 18 month journey of straight chemo. And I, I felt a new pain and discomfort that I'd never known in my whole entire life. When Avery was fighting for her life, I was fighting with her. I was right by her side. I was, I felt like I could, you know, um, I didn't feel totally helpless. I feel like I could go to God and just, and, and, and pray. And, but when I got sick, I was wrecked at how just, helpless I felt and that really shocked me and I had a lot of realizations you know I just I thought I was a strong person and and I know that I am I know that there's this deep inner strength within me but man this really vulnerable side was exposed and it was just a massive season of growth and fighting also for for my life and wondering like god am I gonna leave my my children without a mom and you know I've got five kids and I've got a husband and it was just, it's a, it was an insane journey, but let me tell you what happened. In that season of of fighting and in that season of discovering some things about myself, I, I really started to lean into my environment and my surrounding like I had never done before. And I had this realization, I was laying on, on my couch, I felt horrible, I probably had just thrown up, I was white as a ghost, I, you know, it took me 20 minutes to walk from one side of the room to the other, so I'm just laying there. And I'm thinking, you know what, your house, you should not have to be fighting for your life, for your home to be a reprieve, to be joyful, to be a respite, to be a safe haven, to be inspiring. And I said, you know what? I'm getting up right now. Even if it takes me 20 minutes to sit up, I'm getting up and I'm finding a pencil and a piece of paper and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna create a roadmap for what I want to do in this house. And <laughs> that turned into a massive gut remodel of my kitchen and ripping out (laughs) all the floors and painting all the, and I mean, it just would start this massive domino effect and I'll never forget. There was, there was people in our lives who looked at us kind of with a pointy finger and they looked at my husband and they were like, Eric, why would you let her do this? Like, look how sick she is. And then he would look right back and say, you don't know her. Like what, what may drain someone else's batteries is going to charge hers and this gives her life. And he could see it. He could see that it it gave me new life and energy. And so what happened was I transformed my space in one of the most difficult times of my life. And when I got on the other side of that, I said, I can do this for other people. The, the way that our environments impact us every single day how we live how we feel how we function is is so massive it can't be understated and so like I had this awakening and this awareness again it was always in me but man I got really in step and in tune with that um after during and after my my cancer battle so so that's 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 where it started wow um Yeah. It's crazy. I've
1: got chills. I've got chills just to hear that through those obstacles or challenges or what some people would call setbacks were just the launching pad for all the things that you said where you had deep within you that Mm -hmm. it gave them that opportunity to come to life and to see the light and to create so much light. Mm -hmm. in all that you've created, um, do you feel like you have gone back to that experience over and over and over just in the course of building a business of that reminder of like, I can do hard things.
0: So a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I feel like my little gold nugget that, that, that really just settles deep in my soul is that the obstacle is the way. And so many times we're just, we're just begging and praying to, to, for our lives to be, you know, free of of any pain or discomfort. But sometimes, you know, it's going to come no matter what, you know, whether it's our kids or us, or we're we're, going to see and face hard things. And if, if we, if we allow ourselves to see the credible opportunity before us, in those obstacles, it changes everything. It changes our perspective. It changes how we approach it. And it's incredibly empowering. And so, you know, when I started my company, the obstacles used to just murderize me. I mean, they would level me flat and I would cry and I would say, God, I'm not qualified. I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. And he would say to me, Ginger, what if I've qualified you? Whose qualification are you exactly looking for? Are you looking for man's? Are you looking for your own? are you looking for mine and i was like well oh, so good settles that <laughs> settles that because you know okay and that you know and i would get these nuggets of wisdom and truth along the way and and then i would start my perspective show, slowly started to shift when something hard would happen i would say gosh you know what <laughs> i'm not going to run in terror this time I am not going to put my head in the ground. I'm going to pull my shoulders back. I'm going to look straight ahead and, and I'm going to do this, you know, and then every time I get scared, I'm going to, I'm going to run to Eric and be like, help me, help, <laughs> help me. remind me of everything <laughs> I need to hear. <laughs> sometimes he could help me. Sometimes he couldn't. Sometimes I was just, I was just there, you know, and it was just a lot of, um, you know, just, just standing on my face, just being brave, defying fear and, and doing hard things.
1: And just that idea that hard can be really good. And I think especially in our culture and society, we feel like easy is good and hard mm-hmm. is bad. Hard mm-hmm. is really where we're refined and we're transformed. We, we grow so much through that. And yeah, mm-hmm. we want to run from it, but it's like we have to sit in it sometimes. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Um, thank you for sharing that part of your story. I think it's just... I'm sure such just a, a lot of emotion tied to that part of your story. And yet there's so much beauty in that story, too, of, of what you've been able to create. As you have just developed this business for the ground up, I would love for you just to share a little bit more. You kind of talked about hiring those first few people. And now mm-hmm. you're, you're working with people everywhere, doing all kinds of projects. So how have you really kind of gone back to the core of who you are and what you want to create as you've built a culture? And you have just created kind of a philosophy around the work you do. How did you put that in place and, and get that grounded? So
0: well, that's actually an incredibly important question because I think you can get really distracted in in all of the things and checking the boxes for the areas of your business that need your attention. You need to grow, you you're um, There needs to be processes and organization. There's, there's, there, you know, what's happening with the HR bucket and, uh, and the marketing and sales and the client facing things. And there's, there's all of this stuff that is sort of just that demands, demands time and attention. And it's really easy to lose focus of your why. And I am telling you several times I had to stop and I, and I would have to say, but why? Why am I doing this? What is what is my goal in all of this? And defining that was incredibly powerful. Powerful because that why just wasn't for me. It was for my entire team, and we built an entire culture behind the why. And uh, because we need we need to know that what we are doing is powerful, that it's worthy, that it changes people's lives, that we feel called to this profession and to this work, and that it's more than work. It's, um, it's not just about your work life. It's about your life's work. And that's really how we view it. And I could have never have held fast to that if, if I allowed myself to be carried away by this distractions. And when I would feel muddled or a little bit lost, I would, I would go back and I would say at least a couple of times in, in my career, I would say short career, gosh, I have, it hasn't even been eight, we're not even eight years old. So really it's, it's, uh, it's, been um it's you know we haven't been around for 30 years and we're we're still a, a, a relatively new company but we've learned we've learned a lot of things quickly and there's there's things to come that we're looking forward to learning. We I every time we develop a new process I feel like such a grown-up you know we got a we got an employee handbook and I was like we have arrived in life we have an employee handbook <laughs> and I'm like oh my gosh I'm getting old <laughs>
1: It's the little thing, but I think you're so right. I think to have something to go back to because there are going to be the waves and winds of life and there's new opportunities and there's growth and there's just so much coming at you and to be able to really have that filter, to filter those those questions or those opportunities through to say, is this aligned with our why? And I think just to have someone who has created, who's kind of like the founder of of this, who can go back and feel the, why you felt in that room on that couch, that one day, the impact that the space that you're in can create, you have felt that feeling. And just to be able to instill that, that feeling, um, into your, into your company and into your culture, I think is just Mm -hmm. such a, such a beautiful thing. I think we all want, um, we all want to feel that feeling of security Mm -hmm. and of comfort and of Mm -hmm. joy and to be able just to, infuse that I think is, is so great. As you've been working with all kinds of clients everywhere, what do you feel like is just something small or really practical that, that you share for people that just say, I just, something needs to change. I don't even know where to start. I feel so overwhelmed (laughs) because I feel like for people Mm -hmm. like you, it probably comes really natural, but for people like me, and I know a lot of our listeners too, you can look at these images and just say, gosh, it's so beautiful. My space doesn't look like that. My space doesn't feel like that. If someone's like, what is one thing that I can do just to start creating a more
0: life-giving space what would you say i i would say mentally most emotionally physically get rid of the clutter like it's all connected we can pretend like it's not but our we we impact our spaces physically our our spaces physically impact us because they emotionally impact us and there's there's all sorts of connections there and so when you can just like mentally and emotionally remove that clutter from your brain and from your your environment, you know, you and it, it could it can sometimes be emotional because let's say you're hanging on to something and it doesn't bring you joy and you don't love it, but there's an emotional yes. connection or something, but it's weighing you down. You know, it's like looking at things and making decisions to 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 bring life, to bring joy and and sometimes really to pair back. And I always say, pair back before you edit back in strategically, pair back and and see what you really like, get it down to some bones and some basics, get out clutter, get out things that, that, um, that you don't love donate something, you know, um, or, or some things or a lot of things. It really depends. (laughs) We're, we're, we're all on a spectrum of, you know, most things in your house can probably go (laughs) there's there, you know what, there's probably a big old tall list. And so it's so incredibly liberating, whether it's a closet or a cabinet or an or a room that you focus on. And I would say, don't do everything at once. Pick one space because when you pick one space and you just tackle it, you that gratification is real because you can see the fruit of your labor. If you kind of do little things throughout the entire house and the upstairs and the down, and the shoe closet and the hidden cabinet, you're not you're not seeing that, you know. And and you could. Um, that wind could escape your sales quickly. And so I, I would say really do focus on on a space and start with edit, you know, pairing back and then just pause, reflect, think about the space. Allow yourself to just sit in the space and kind of just dream. That's what I do. That's what I do for my clients. It's what I do for my own home. I pair everything back and I'll just, and I'll look at the ceiling. I'll look at a blank wall and I'll start to just imagine. I'll start to dream. Now, some of us, a lot of us, need the help or the assistance of Pinterest. No shame in that. (laughs) Love Pinterest. You know, but sometimes you can get into a Pinterest rabbit hole. And so, you know, set set parameters for yourself to keep to keep you on track. And maybe create a few boards on Pinterest and one's an art an art board, one's a furniture board, and one's a lighting board. You know, um this is just again a very high level example. And be intentional and slow to edit things back in that you absolutely love. This is the last thing I'll say about it. Do not put something in your home that you like. Don't do it. Put something in your home that you absolutely love, that you love.
1: Gosh, that's such a good reminder. I just, I love the visual too of you can't, you can't see clearly until you start moving things out of the way. So, like you said, pair back first before you start adding more things. None of us need more things. And it's really hard to dream when everything is cluttered. It's hard to imagine, Mm -hmm. but that reminder too of just only put in what you love. There is a difference between things that you like, it's okay, Mm -hmm. and things that you truly Mm -hmm. love.
0: There is a difference. There is a difference. And if you don't, if you don't pare back and you don't edit out the things that, that need to be gone, then your, your space is constantly competing with those unnecessary things or object or pieces or whatever, whatever it is. And you can't even see clearly. You're yeah. you're those are competing for space. They're competing for um for 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 bandwidth in your brain to process what the room could be. And so there's just so many good, valuable reasons to start with pairing back. Great tip. I like I like simple
1: tips. Just yeah. start with pairing back. So I guess my next question is, you've been able to create a life of both and. You've been able, been able to create kind of the motherhood side and the, the dream side of of the work, and you've created meaningful work in both places. And I do believe in both and, but I think for a lot of people, it's hard to imagine that there can be both and. Can you just shed a little light on how do you do meaningful work in both places?
0: Well, I think it's a a great and worthy question. And I'm almost kind of even tearing up just getting when I talk about it because it's so near to my heart. And I feel like so many women are under attack in this area and they're 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 carrying carrying guilt or shame or I'm not good enough or I can't do all the things and um, and it's it's stifling to feel the burden and the pressure of that. And so, this is what I'll say. When I was a little girl, there was one thing that I wanted the entire world. There was just one thing, and that was from when I was a little girl to I was middle school to I was high school till I was a young woman. I wanted a family. There was nothing that could hold a candle to to the gift of a family. And and God gave me that. <laughs> he he didn't just give me a family. He gave me a whole bunch of kids. <laughs> I got it. I got it. And I was so content in my life and I was so grateful. And I recognized that God had given me like the fruition of a dream. And I never, I never wanted that to be diminished, you know? And, and I started seeing, um, like that little, it felt like a little coffee pot. Was it like stuck inside my chest and my heart and it was just bubbling and percolating and bubbling. And it was like, wow, I have like ideas and I have vision. And and it, he started to show me that I had bandwidth to to do more. And, you know, some of us do, some of us don't, some of us are, it's in different seasons of life. And what we're doing is we're comparing each other when we're all given different strengths. We all have different callings. And that looks so different. And so it's it's but that's what we do. We 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 measure ourselves against another working mom and say, Well, I should be doing this. Well, your gifts, your talents, your bandwidth, your calling, your kids, their personalities, your husband, all of it is such a unique formula. And God has given each one of us exactly what we need every single day to to um to live with intentionality and purpose. And so as I started seeing opportunities and started understanding that it, it, it didn't deflate the wind in my sails, but I actually put wind in my sails. I started getting really excited that I could raise a family um, and my husband still loved me (laughs) (laughs) and put, put dinner on the table, you know, and, And start to pursue some things that brought me joy. Um, Now, sometimes they brought me horror. (laughs) And, and, you know, trust me, it wasn't always joyful. Dinner wasn't always on the table. And my husband didn't always, you know, he wasn't happy with me every single day. But, you know, if I'm painting a realistic (laughs) picture. But generally speaking, like, that, that was really, really important for me. And so... This is, this is what I'll say is my husband and I, we go away every single year. And actually we're going away in a couple of weeks. It's usually in January and we call it our vision retreat. And we, you know, we huddle up for the weekend. We, we go, you know, stay in a cabin or a hotel or anywhere we want. And we outline what our goals are for the year and what our focus is and what needs our attention. And we break that into buckets. And so there's a marriage bucket, there's a kid's bucket, there's our faith there's our friends and relationships, and then there's work and finances. And so all the things that, that we want to prioritize. And so part of that, like back to what we're saying, you know, our, our kids. So each one of my kids, you know, we have identified a focus for me personally with them, him personally with them, and then us as a family. And so really it, for us, For me, it takes that kind of intentionality and focus because I'm telling you what, like life is busy. Kids have soccer practice, trying to get the dinner on the table. I'm running three companies. I'm doing all the things. If I didn't schedule it and take the time to make it a priority, it just simply wouldn't happen. I mean, come on. I'm really not Superwoman. I promise. I'm (laughs) not. I don't have any magical powers. I, I do believe in slowing down and getting alignment with my spouse on what we believe is critically important. And how do we make that a priority in the coming year?
1: So good. Just setting aside that time to be intentional, but also the support that you're going to each need in each of those areas to be able to have that, that time with your kids or that time in the business or that financial goal you might have, but it's like, you got to be on the same page. And unless you take time out of your business to focus on your business, it will, you will be stuck in the business and in the weeds of a lot of things and and living outside of intention. So I think that's just such a great reminder. I think you have to have those boundaries and you have to create that margin to get away to, and even if you can't get away to just make Mm -hmm. a way to have time and be super intentional in that. Mm
0: -hmm. Because you know what, schedules are crazy. I, I, I always think there's a way where there's a will, there's a way. And, uh, but, but if, if going out of town for a weekend is a tall order, you know, make it two date nights, go, you know, just carve out two date nights, you know, one week and then one the following week and, and, you know, get your notepad and, and start, you know, carving out your list and that align, that alignment between you and your spouses is, is, is so massive. I, I can't even tell, we were literally just talking about this, that we have seen change and shift in our lives and our kids and our family from the things that we put on our list from our vision retreat last year including like father daughter getaways father son getaways um you know the the one on one breakfast with our kids like the things that we start incorporating and doing, and and I'll be totally honest, not everything happened. We got, I, we were, had, I had, it was my fault, not my husband's, he's more practical. I'm like, Oh, let's conquer the world. (laughs) And you know, my list is always really, really big and not practical. And so, you know, like going into this next year, 2023, every year I learned something a little bit new. And so I'm going to make my list smaller and and even more focused because instead of spreading myself so thin, I'd rather focus on a few really, really, really important areas and, and crush those.
1: So since we're talking about getting away, can we talk about the cottage for a second? Oh, <laughs> if people still, need a place to get away, cottage. I think you, yeah. might, oh you might know a place.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we, this has been Speaking our project, of dreaming. our baby. Speaking of dreaming, it's called the Urbanology Cottage and it's a brand new getaway property. It's an, um, an Airbnb located um, just like a few blocks from the historic town square in Weatherford. So it's so charming. There's all the little shops and uh, our, our um, it's a 100 year old, actually 120, you know, it's 100, 100 years old. And it's only a few blocks away from that town square. And it is magical. It is absolutely breathtaking. We took a home that was rich in history. We restored the floors and we kept the original hardware, but we did a, a massive remodel to the bathrooms and the kitchens that were really outdated and needed a lot of needed a lot of help and the furnishings, the decor, the artwork, the gallery wall, the every cabinet that you open is is meant for you to open and be inspired. There's no there's not a door or a drawer or a cabinet that you are going to open where there's something tucked away that that is is not beautiful. And the entire space is really um it's really an experience and it's meant to be an experience. And so it is such a great place for a couple's getaway for a girl's weekend for uh, for a retreat, any, any of those kinds of things. And then on top of that to, you know, make matters even better. We, we've done something really unique and we've made the entire experience shoppable. So like, let's say you lay your head on that pillow at night and you're like, okay, this is literally the best pillow I've ever slept on, which it literally might be. And these sheets are so insane. Like you can, you, the whole thing is shoppable. So you, we, you can go to our website and everything is available to you, whether it's the artisan mugs or the chair that you sat in, or the artwork on the gallery wall. You know, the the whole experience is shoppable. And so we want you to be able to take the moments that inspire you home and recreate a moment for yourself, an everyday moment for yourself in your own space.
1: I love just that you've been able to think through all of those pieces. We're going to create a place where people can be inspired and can feel Mm -hmm. all the feels, but they can take them with them. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yes. You can take them with you. You can take one, you can take zero, you can just go and enjoy it, whatever whatever is your jam like it is such a great little place to to get away and then also for us for for the my design firm urbanology designs it's it's also a really great marketing tool for us because really it it allows prospective clients and and people who maybe even weren't prospective clients to experience what we do firsthand yes. and you know they may have that interaction and be like oh my gosh i know who i know who my people are it's urbanology designs and that's a really wonderful and um and unique concept as well
1: and i always believe like make it easy for people to engage with you or experience experience you and so it's like they can go and shop the place they can go stay at the place they can go experience your work in so many different ways whether they're visual aesthetic mm-hmm. kinesthetic they can they can feel it and experience it first yeah
0: Try, try before you buy. How often in interior design world do you get to do that? That Absolutely. Especially with the way that retail looks now. And so, yeah, it's almost like kind of try before you buy, you know, um, or, or just go, go be inspired and, or just get a, a, a respite and a getaway and relax and, and um, so I that is so my personality. Like I can't just do one thing. I need things to be multifaceted, whether it's a room, whether it's a concept, whether it's a it's a it's a b and b, like to be able to get like you know all the experiences and opportunities is so exciting and so valuable to me.
1: Well, I think you're a testament to how that can be a good thing. I think for a lot of women, especially who feel very multi passionate, who have a lot of things and a lot of desires, it can scare them. But you've been able to to pursue all of those things in a really unique way.
0: Yes, yes. To my husband's horror, some days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh gosh! Oh. That poor man. Bless his heart.
1: <laughs> bless, bless our spouses. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, but what a gift to have someone that can be so supportive and and support you in yes. your dreams and and help you fulfill them. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything that you wish you had known sooner in this journey
0: of of creating? Mm-hmm. I think the thing that I underestimated that would like one of the greatest challenges was really, it's really the people side, because that's the thing that matters. Like it's not the sofa, it's not the artwork, it's not the floor mirror, it's people. And it's whether it's your, your clients or whether it's your staff and your team and your employees, like nothing compares to the people factor. They matter the most. And they can either make things really wonderful or make things really not wonderful. (laughs) And I, I did not realize like how, like what a challenge and it's the things that I get emotional about and the things that weigh me down Mm -hmm. is when there's a, when there's a challenge on the, on the people side of things, because my heart is to, you know, to be a woman of excellence and to never drop the ball and to always be, you know, on top of it and so if I disappoint or fail somebody it's uh it feels really really devastating and I take it so personally and um I'm not perfect um you know but but always striving to um to honor the people in my lives and to do right by them is is really important and then to just find a balance um and that's that's the other thing going back to like culture too for for our our clients and for our team like sowing into to our culture and who we are and what we love and why we all do this that was really critically important um to help navigate like you know the people side of it because if if we're all in the same boat we're rowing in the same direction well that's a really good thing but it's amazing how sometimes you have all these people on the boat and everyone's rowing in a different direction and that's really inefficient and complicated and maybe someone's dangling over the side and maybe somebody fell out into the water and they're half drowning. Maybe someone needs a lifesaver. Maybe someone's standing at the mast of the boat and they're, you know, and you get to do that totally. when you're the entrepreneur, you're the one trying to save and all those people, right? <laughs> you're, you're looking around and trying to steer the course yes, and you you're can. trying to chart, you know, and you're, you've got your, you've got your maps and you've got your, you know, and then, and then a storm comes and, you know, blows a, a hole and your sail and breaks the mast and you're, you're fixing things at the same time while you're trying to cast vision. You're trying to navigate through the fog. You're pulling people out of the water. You're shifting people around on the boat. And that's real life. That is real. <laughs> it's real life. And, I, and I've and i learned that you don't just get it all figured out and then you're settled. You figure it out and you stay very present. I have to stay very present and very aware. And, and I don't mean this to sound bad, but like, I don't, I don't get to lean back. I don't get to kick my feet up. Like I have a very healthy work life balance. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting too comfortable and just kind of like kicking back and losing a little bit of focus. That is a very, very dangerous place. And I could see myself over the years being tempted in that direction, like, wow, wow, you know, we've built something, it's running, it's going, it's churning, we've got processes. I'm just going to, I'm just going to lean back just a little bit. And then, wow, you see, like, you see, you see smoke. And, um and, and so it's, it's not a bad thing. It's simply a matter of me learning to, to be aware and to be present and to, to stay, to stay focused.
1: Yeah. And invest in your people, pick the right people, put oh. the right
0: people on the boat and invest in them. Yes. and constantly and investing in them never stops. It's coaches and, and, um, it's pulling their strengths out of them. It's, it's all the different things because that, that should never stop.
1: Now that's, that's really, really good. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm visualizing the boat that you said and everybody rowing in the same direction. And when you're trying to get everybody else on board and and save and throw out lifeboats. It can be just so distracting and you can get so sidetracked when yet you have everything that you need to keep going forward and to get where you need to go. And so really being very smart and intentional and wise about about all of that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So good. Well, you are truly a story of overcoming just obstacles and facing challenges and perseverance and going through it and just inspiration. And so I'm Just so grateful that you would invite us into your story and just share a little bit about your own journey and and just shed some light on entrepreneurship and the truths behind it and just navigating that journey. Um, I would love just to hear kind of my last question is just your take on success as you have um, built a very successful enterprise. How do you reassess that definition of success or is there just one solid one that you stick to every year?
0: So this is this is what comes to my heart and mind, and I really think there's there's a lot of ways you can answer that question, but I'm going to answer it in my way. And my way is I think that being willing to do what others are not willing to do, and so many of the times it's not who works harder because so many people work hard. Sometimes that really means, you know, being willing to be uncomfortable willing to get out of your comfort zone and to do things that scare you. It's amazing how many business owners and entrepreneurs I meet with. I do a lot of mentorship and, and I can see, I can see that, that line and, and people don't want to cross it because it's scary. It's unknown. It's uncomfortable. It's risky, you know, and I'm telling you, I have been at that line more times than i can possibly count and let me tell you what happens when you step over that line <laughs> good things good things even if it's an obstacle like we talked about earlier the obstacle is the way but but it leads to growth and every time you put yourself out there a little bit more it's not as hard the next time and so i really do think it's it's being willing to do the hard things be willing to do what the masses won't be willing to do
1: i'm just taking that just simple act of Stepping out in
0: faith. You said the first step in faith.
1: Yes, yes. It's amazing how those small little things or the the big fears, right, hold us back from what could potentially be some really amazing things. But
0: Mm -hmm. we're just, we're
1: scared of the unknown. We're scared of discomfort. It's just so easy to choose what makes sense. It's so easy to choose comfort. It's so easy to choose what we know and Mm -hmm. where we feel equipped. But it's like you said earlier, at the very beginning of this conversation, um, you know, he he equips those who are called, right? Not necessarily calls Mm -hmm. those who are equipped. And I just love Mm -hmm. that spin on that phrase. And just knowing that if you're feeling that that fire within you, or you're feeling that spark, just just take the step. He will equip you along Mm -hmm. the way. And yeah. Ah, love that definition. Thank you
0: for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. There's no there's no growth in our comfort zone, right? There isn't. And it, it's being uncomfortable. It's being stretched that lends itself to the opportunity of of growth. Because when we're comfortable, we get complacent and we get, um, dare I say, lazy. I've seen that in my own life. I've seen myself get too comfortable, and almost this this is amazing how comfort can even lead to like. Some bad habits, right? And and why is working out so hard? And why is why? you know being on a on a rigorous, you know, rigorous or not rigorous like plan for eating healthy? Why is that hard? Well, because they make you uncomfortable. It's so much more comfortable to curl up on the blouch with this, the blouch, the couch. I'm thinking of the blanket <laughs> and the couch. The blouch. I like, that. <laughs> I like um, that. curl up, curl up on the couch with like my cozy knit blanket and just sit there you know, and, and drink a sugary drink that I don't need and eat something salty that I love than it is to, you know, go outside in the evening after dinner and go for like, you know, a rigorous walk or jog or something like that. It's a little uncomfortable, but guess what? As we know, that's where the change happens. That's where growth lies. And, um, man, that's, that's, that's huge. That's a whole nother topic, man. But Eric and I yes. have made a lot of progress in 2022. And, and that's going to go into 2023 with, with, Uh, this whole concept of like doing hard things and, and challenging ourselves and really having a growth mindset. So good.
1: Well, I'm, I know and hope that, that listeners will feel encouraged to not be on the blouch today (laughs) (laughs) to to get off the blouch, but to just really think about hard things a little bit differently, to really Mm -hmm. think about removing clutter and creating just clarity and space and also letting that Mm -hmm. spark. If you feel that spark within you to, to let it, to let it burn a little bit and and see what comes of that. And so I'm grateful for your honesty, for just yeah, sharing thanks. your vulnerability in your story. And I would love for you just to share as we wrap up just where people can find you and your books and the cottage and just all the things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram is it's kind of our little powerhouse. We've got so much great inspiration on there and it's at Urbanology Designs. And then our website is urbanologydesigns dot um, There's also a book you you alluded to that it's called Beauty by Design. And really, the whole premise of this book is that you are worthy of beauty, and grabbing hold of that concept is 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 and can be life changing. And also, it's also a, a design field guide. My favorite places to shop and tiles and rugs and source you know lighting and and paint colors. It's 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 really really beautiful. So it shares a little bit of my story and some resources um and yeah i'm trying to think and then the urbanology cottage uh the website for that is urbanologyproperties.com and that will take you to um to the cottage to check out images um, or to see the booking page um and i am trying to think if there's anything else i think that's that's all of it that's all <laughs> that's <laughs> all just so many things <laughs> i'm, like, I'm I know, I'm forgetting about the urban firehouse. We have a venue and all that stuff. But you know, if you land on one of the places, it will lead you down a rabbit hole. It will take cool you down spot, the rabbit so, hole,
1: which is what just, happened to me.
0: Just, yeah, which is yeah, there okay. Yes, see? well
1: so much beauty, so much inspiration. Thank you for just sharing your your gifts with with the world and continuing just to create inspiration and places and spaces that create more meaning and more life. Mm-hmm. And we're just grateful for people like you also that have just gone before and are willing to to bring us along in your journey. And, and impart some truths and some encouragement and just some vulnerability about what the journey really is and persevering through it. So thank you for being with us. What a great conversation with Ginger. I don't know about you, but I had so many takeaways from this conversation. So before we go, I want to leave you with a wrap up of today's top truths and takeaways as I do in every episode in case you missed any of them. Number one, we're all trying to figure it out and we all need to be supporting each other. Number two, the obstacle is the way. As Ginger says, if we allow ourselves to see the incredible opportunity before us in those obstacles, it changes everything. Number three, don't allow yourself to get carried away by the distractions. Ground yourself back on your why. Number four, hold fast to what it means to truly have a healthy life. Number five, be intentional and don't rush your space. Do not put something in your home that you like. Put something in your home that you absolutely love. Number six, it's about the people. Honor the people in your lives, so into your culture and what you stand for. Number seven, have a vision retreat. Here are the buckets that Ginger left us with. Marriage, kids, faith, friends and relationships, work and finances. A great starting point to kick off the new year. Number eight, be willing to do what others won't do. And lastly, stand on your faith, be brave, defy fear, and be willing to do hard things. So thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already, would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. So many more incredible conversations coming in this upcoming season. Would love for you also to share this conversation with a friend or let me know what really resonated with you. I love just seeing your messages about what is really striking a chord or what you walked away with in courage. So I look forward to hearing from you and until next time.